Welcome to Live Well, Be Well, a show to help high performers improve their health and well-being. This is an excerpt from my conversation with the amazing Dr. Molly Malouf on sexual chemistry and human connection. The link to the full episode is in the show notes. There's this concept of erotic individuation and sexual sovereignty. So what does that mean? It means that you are responsible for your for what turns you on, to understand what turns you on, to understand your relationship to eroticism, right? The things that are related, that, that, that are what turn your brain on are not the same things that maybe turn your partner on. So you need to understand that about yourself and your partner and share that. The communication is yes. essential. Essential. So one of the things that we are measuring in the study is sexual communication because we mm-hmm. think we're going to improve that. We also want people to realize that you are a sexually sovereign being. So you have to understand your body is your body. Your partner's body is his body. And you have to learn to start asking for, asking yourself, do I want this? In every moment, do I want this experience? We often just appease other people we're having sex with. Often women in particular engage in sex as a performative act. Mm -hmm. And often both men and women, because we're watching a lot of porn, which everybody's watching porn, let's get real. People are watching porn and they're seeing sex as a performative act. And they're also watching sex as a masturbatory act where People are having sex with another person, but it's a masturbatory exercise. They're not even present for the other mm. person. And so first and foremost, we want people to get engaged in their own bodies. And then we want people to understand the relationship to their pelvic floor and the power of pelvic floor breathing, which is basically you learning to use your mind to literally turn yourself on, to literally turn like create engorgement and an erection with your mind first without even needing a partner. And this is actually really useful for masturbation. So like literally being able to breathe in and push out your pelvic floor and learning that relationship between the mind-pelvic floor connection is a way for enhancing all aspects of your sex life. I started using the, doing this during masturbation and I was like, wow, you can orgasm so much faster. It's so exciting. Just this one quick thing. And then you're also learning the heart-genital connection, which is the relationship between your heart and your genitals, like really the emotional connection between you and your partner and your partner and you, and then you and yourself. Because a lot of people are really disconnected from their heart. They're disconnected from their, from their, from their bodies. And so they're disconnected from themselves. And we want to really help create more connection between people. So we've got a lot of practices, partner practices for creating that connection. We also teach people how to use their hips. Like a lot of people don't know how to use their hips and they're pushing into their partner with their legs. You know when you're like lifting a big heavy box from the floor and you know you injure your back? Well, a lot of people are using their legs to thrust and they're actually not learning how to use their hips properly during sex. And one of the things that you will learn in this, in this protocol is that there is something really important to creating suction instead of just friction. So much of sex is just like in and out, in and out, in and out. And it's like painful and it causes, um, actually can like lessen blood flow. It can cause pain. And most people just aren't aware that this is even happening until afterwards when they're like, gosh, I'm sore, you know? The funniest thing is that people talk about having great sex and they're like, I was sore for days. That's not a badge <laughs> of honor, that is actually a bad. It just of, shows how like misinformed we are. We, we don't need, know what we're doing. We need to be listening to more Shakira. Hips don't lie. The hips really don't lie, right? <laughs> but also, this concept of suction sex is so powerful because it actually requires less energy, yeah. less intense stamina. You can have sex for longer, and this is so important. A lot of people, as they get older, their bodies change, 
And so it's an entire paradigm shift around how we have sex. Because what it's teaching people is that you can have more connected sex because your body is connected during the entire act of sex. Like it's not this friction-based, in and out, in and out concept. It's like this concept of connecting and creating suction and using hip movements to move so that you actually have more connection and more pleasure and more arousal in and more of an erotic landscape to what you're feeling internally and what a man is feeling when he is inside of you or if two men are, or a man is inside another man, you have more connection during that act. And so you're actually learning to actually attune your nervous system to the partner and feel and connect. What does that feel like and communicate? Mm-hmm. How does this feel during the moment? But as I mentioned earlier, the important thing is as we get older, our bodies change. And so women and men often find that the friction-based sexual intercourse can be even more painful. But suction sex you can do for the rest of your life. So this is like, I'm talking great sex at 80. Like you don't have to look at sex as getting worse as you get older. Mm. You don't have to look at sex as getting worse throughout your relationship. You can actually have better and better sex as you explore new ways of connecting with your partner, which is so exciting because Mm -hmm. so many people think that the longer you're in a relationship, the less sexual spark you have. But I believe that we are pioneering a way for people to actually enhance their sex as they get older and as our relationships go on. And through that connection can lengthen relationships, can deepen connection. And this is why we're doing measures at the end of our program. The same measures we gave to the people at the beginning, we're giving at the end because we want to show people a measurable improvement of feelings of love, connection, and sexual function mm-hmm. and sexual satisfaction. This is the big main marker we're focusing on. I mean, I just, it's so exciting. <laughs> I think the last things that you mentioned around like the touch, the connection, you know, the intimacy, actually being really present is something that people can even just start on from just thinking about what you've said. Presence. And I think like the psychedelic things is so fascinating. I want to pause for one second and say that we have not, combined the psychedelic piece with the with the uh, sex therapy yet because mm-hmm. what we're focused on is launching the sex therapy and launching the brand. Uh, Adamo is a brand of elevated intimacy first and foremost. And we have a really cool logo, really cool brand. It's not about really, a, it's not even really, a. it sounds like it's all about sex, but it's really about connection. It's but about intimacy. It's really about intimacy. It's, it's about sexual intimacy, physical intimacy, emotional intimacy, even mm-hmm. spiritual intimacy. I really think sex is a spiritual act. And the more that we can move people in that direction, the more we can have people see this as a sacred experience that is not this performative experience that's just this this physical act, but this act of communion, mm-hmm. right? And I think that it's a well, this is a wellness company, just as much as I eventually want it to become a clinical digital health company. We're focusing on wellness first. We're focusing on sexual wellness and sexual health optimization. Mm-hmm. And then long-term vision is that we can heal sexual dysfunction, that we can actually become the gold standard of sex therapy for sexual dysfunction. Mm -hmm. But we are starting with optimizing the sex lives of normal people because we have a massive market. Like, you know, there's 60% of people generally don't have sexual dysfunction. 40% of women have sexual dysfunction, but 20% of them have distress about it. We are definitely not trying to deal with the distressed population because there's there's a really good chance that they need to be first to get a full workup from a sexual health doctor and um, maybe even do mainstream sex therapy first. Eventually, once we've proven through clinical studies that we are we are the gold standard, then we can help those people. But we're really trying to focus on a lot of the people like me who maybe thought they were having good sex, but like 
weren't. But you know what? I, as I listen to this story, I feel like your story is the same as loads of my girlfriends. Yeah. But no one talks about it. And I think it's, it's it. really fascinating. Like, it's amazing that you can sit here on a show and say this with confidence because you know it's going <laughs> to help loads of people. Whereas I think some people even find it shameful admitting it to themselves. Oh my God, we're Men afraid and to women, it. It's a really kind of stigmatized topic. And I think so much, I talk a lot about shame on this show as well. And yeah. So many things that we're fearful of approaching is, is, is shame. It's yep. because of shame. Um, and so if we're not looked at, oh, well, we're not achieving a great sex life, so we're obviously a failure. And I think actually most people aren't. And it's actually yeah. through discussing and learning and growing because you're using your voice to understand one another. Yes. That's the kind of the key, isn't it? Well, the key to, a, you know, actually understanding yourself more by having a better sex life. Thanks so much for listening. To hear the full episode, there's a link in the description. <laughs>